Welcome to Woman in Progress, the podcast for smart, successful, high achieving women who are ready to choose themselves, stop following the shoulds, and have the audacity to create the perfectly imperfect lives they crave. I'm your host, Samantha Ushado, corporate leader by day, health mindset coach, and group fitness instructor by nights and weekends. I created this space for the seekers, the messy action takers, the women who are courageous enough to lean into discomfort in the name of growth and are willing to live life on purpose. So if you're ready to work on yourself for yourself, be an example of what's possible and meet other incredible women on the same journey, you're in the right place. Consider this your official invitation. Let's get to work. Welcome back to the Woman in Progress podcast, sweet friends. I am so excited to be here today chatting with y'all. I got to tell you, I have been feeling a shift the last few weeks, and I think it has a lot to do with my coaching certification and all the stuff that I'm learning and the coaching that I've been doing lately. It's just all at a deeper level, and I'm feeling like I'm on the brink of something. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it feels good. And I'm also doing so much self-coaching, which has been truly illuminating. There's really something to be said for taking the time to sit down, take a look at what's going on in your brain and getting it out on paper so you can examine it and dissect it and really be intentional about what you want to think, feel, and do. I'm noticing myself feeling called to tie up loose ends and do things outside my comfort zone and move away from patterns of behavior, people, and conversations that just don't feel like they're progressing or quite frankly, adding value. It really feels like, I don't know, like a shedding of old skin in a way, or like a metamorphosis is about to take place. I can't quite put my finger on it, as I said, but I'll let you know the moment that I do. And I think this feeling I've been experiencing was the catalyst for me waking up the other day and deciding that today was the day that I was going to deal with the two large bags of clothes that have been sitting in the trunk of my car for over a year and bring one to the tailor and the other to the dry cleaner. And can I just say, I felt like a superhero that afternoon. I had no idea how heavily those two unaddressed items on my to-do list were weighing on me. And the moment I dropped them off, I felt as though I could accomplish anything. And as a result, the momentum and the creativity and the energy I've been feeling this week has been out of control. Y'all, I hit the gym three times this week. I completed all my lifts. I don't think I've done that since late 2019, early 2020. Who am I? (laughs) Had I realized the downstream positive impact just taking action on this small, seemingly insignificant task would have had on my productivity and overall mental state, I definitely would not have repeatedly put off doing it. And this realization is what led me to the topic for today's podcast, procrastination, how to beat it and take action. Now, chances are at this very moment, you're procrastinating on something. And maybe you're even listening to this podcast as a way to procrastinate. (laughs) Now, I would highly encourage you to listen all the way through so you have some actionable steps and strategies to combat it going forward. So don't hit pause quite yet. Procrastination is such a peculiar thing. Most of us, and studies support this, most of us put off a course of action knowingly and willingly despite recognizing that we'll be worse off for it. But why? Short answer? the motivational triad. As humans, we are hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain and discomfort, and expend minimal energy. These are evolutionary survival mechanisms that still very much drive us today, even though we've evolved since the time of our early ancestors. 
The motivational triads suited them when they were living in tribes and hunting their food and fighting to survive each and every day. But now, now we have Netflix and Amazon and Uber Eats and Alexa and Google and iPhone 13 Pro Maxes. And yet we are still living to seek pleasure, avoid pain and discomfort and expend minimal energy, which is a bit of a problem because most of our areas of growth, learning something new or striving to reach a goal are directly in conflict with that motivational triad. So is it any wonder you are more inclined to scroll TikTok or Instagram instead of going to the gym, tackling that big project for work or taking that bag of clothes in your trunk to the dry cleaners? No. So first off, acknowledge yourself for being human. Welcome to the club, my friend. But why do we do it? Well, if we look at procrastination on a neurological level, it's obviously not the slightest bit logical, but rather the result of the emotional part of your brain, your limbic system, strong arming the reasonable, rational part of your brain, which is your prefrontal cortex. This is the logical part of your brain that surrenders the moment you choose to scroll your social media over doing work or deciding to binge another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race or Ozark when you get home. Now, on a practical level, there are some triggers, there's actually seven, that have been identified that make a task seem more averse. So let's play a little game. Bring to mind something you're putting off right now. You got it? You'll probably find that that task has many, if not all of the characteristics that research has found makes a task procrastination worthy. Maybe it's boring. Maybe it's frustrating. Maybe it's difficult, ambiguous, unstructured, not intrinsically rewarding. In other words, you don't find the process to be particularly fun, or maybe it's lacking in personal meaning. Do any of those resonate? Now, here's the thing. And this is the part of the podcast where I give you a little bit of tough love. There are always going to be things that you don't feel like doing. Some of them will be insignificant, run-of-the-mill, adulting things, but some of them, some of them will be the things that mean the difference from going from the person you are now to the person you want to be. And for so many people I talk to, they are procrastinating away their dreams. Whether your dream is to start a business, do unassisted pull-ups, write a book, or cure cancer, The desire that you have on your heart, the one that you can't seem to stop thinking about is how you evolve yourself and better serve the world. I mean, have you seen the world lately? It needs us to evolve, to go to the next version of ourselves, and we need to stop thinking other people will do it. You need to go first. You are the one. And not in a way that causes you burnout or to take on too much or get overwhelmed and punish yourself, but in a way that you can live into the best version of yourself and show up as the woman that you want to be. Now think about it this way. Anytime you hear yourself say, I don't feel like it, be on to yourself. Remind yourself that not feeling like it is totally normal. Remember the motivational triad we just talked about? And recognize not feeling like it is not a legitimate reason to not do something. The fact is you will not always, and truthfully, most often, Feel like it as you push yourself to evolve into the next version of yourself. Growth is uncomfortable and it is the currency of your dreams. The moment you don't feel like it is when you know you must move forward. You must follow through. You must lean into the discomfort of not feeling like it and do it anyway. In order to beat procrastination, we need to be willing to experience emotional discomfort. So while there are some schools of thought that say the practice of putting off or delaying essential tasks until the last minute, or in some cases past the deadline, 
is an act where one fails to regulate their actions, I have a different take. And this is how I coach my clients through their procrastination. You see, the key to beating procrastination is in managing emotions, not time. If you remember from episode eight, I talked about how feelings drive our actions. So if you want to stop procrastinating, you need to first uncover the emotion that is causing you to procrastinate in the first place. Now, in my work with clients and doing self-coaching on my own brain, I have identified five emotions that stop people from taking action. And as I go through these, I want you to think about that goal that I had you think about earlier, that dream, that desire, and pay attention to which one feels most like the reason behind why you are not taking action. The five emotions are fear, overwhelm, self-doubt, lethargy, and confusion. And as we've been talking about on the podcast, thoughts create feelings. So it stands to reason that each emotion is coming from a thought or a belief that you have. Fear sounds like some version of what if, what if it takes too long? What if I fail? What if people judge me? What if it's more difficult than I think it will be? Overwhelm. Overwhelm sounds like there's too much to do. Where do I even begin? Self-doubt is I can't do this. I'm not good enough, smart enough, capable enough. Who am I to think I can do this? Lethargy is I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I'll do it later. And confusion is I don't know what to do. I have no idea where to even start. Do any of these sound familiar? Any light bulb moments happening right now? You see, the other critical thing to notice is that these emotions are self-reinforcing. So if you feel overwhelmed and you don't take action and you see no progress, you're going to feel even more overwhelmed. And so the cycle continues and it becomes this downward spiral where the more you procrastinate, the more you feel those emotions and the more you feel those emotions, the more you procrastinate until you've gotten to a point where you're mere hours before the deadline and you're fueled by stress and inevitably get it done, but in a way that is not healthy or supportive or maybe even your best work, or you completely abandon the goal, dream or idea because it's all become too much to deal with. See how that works? When you don't manage your emotions effectively and you allow them to run away on autopilot, the more you'll stay stuck in this cycle of procrastination. Whereas when you recognize that you are the one creating your emotions, the less you will use fear, overwhelm, confusion, lethargy, and self-doubt as an excuse not to create something. And this in turn will increase momentum, your capability, your confidence, the feeling fueling the action and the thoughts you're thinking is everything. So I have a three-step process that will help you do just that. I'm going to give you an example to hopefully crystallize this in your mind. Now, let's say your goal is to write a book. So the first step is you want to get clear on all the actions you need to take in order to accomplish your goal. Really break it down. So maybe that looks like find a consistent writing space, carve out time each day or week that you'll devote to writing, hone in on your book idea, write an outline, do your research, write your first draft, Revise and edit that first draft. Write your second draft. Step two is ask yourself, what would I need to feel in order to take those actions? Pick one feeling or emotion. So a few that I came up with were committed, determined, excited, certain, capable, motivated. And step three is what would I need to be thinking or believing in order to feel that way? Maybe you're thinking, I'm learning to write a book with every step I take. Or I am the only person who can share my message with the world. I will write this book no matter what. Writing a book is hard and I can do hard things. 
I can break this up into bite-sized doable pieces. I can figure this out. I can still write even when I feel bored. It might not feel fun at times, but it'll be worth it to become an author. So see how that works? I'm going to go through the three steps again. Step one is get clear on all the actions you need to take in order to accomplish your goal and really break it down. Step two is ask yourself, what would I need to feel in order to take those actions? Pick one feeling or emotion. And step three, what would I need to be thinking or believing in order to feel that way? Procrastination is your brain's secret safety mechanism. It's a way to avoid ever experiencing true failure. You avoid the disappointment of trying your best and failing when you procrastinate, but you also rob yourself of the joy of trying your best and succeeding, right? It's that 50-50. Writing a book or going after any other goal, big or small, feels unfamiliar to you, of course, and so your brain would rather stay comfortable in the moment. When you notice this, gently remind your brain of why you want to do it and practice coming up with some alternative thoughts that you can believe now and will generate the result you are looking for. And if you need help, I'm an expert at helping people take action. And not because I never procrastinate, I do, because I know how to get myself to stop procrastinating using thought work. When you work with me, you'll learn how to generate motivation on cue. You'll walk away from our sessions knowing how to manage your mind so that when procrastination arises, you know exactly how to overcome it. And it won't ever control you again. You'll always do what you say you'll do. So if you're ready to get out of the procrastination trap, book a free consult with me. We'll work together on hitting your biggest goals. And in the process, you'll become someone who follows through on your plans, no matter what head to the show notes and schedule a consult with me so we can get started. Because when you get coached by me, I don't tell you what to do. I just help you do it because at the end of the day, you are the one and today is the day. So decide right now to do the thing you've been putting off. It's that simple. I'll see you next week, sweet friends. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Woman in Progress podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? Don't worry, the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow me at Samantha Ushado on Instagram and be sure to let me know what part of the episode resonated with you most. I love hearing from you. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Until next time, here's to being a woman in progress.